everyone, and welcome to Minute 30 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again to finish off the week on this lovely Friday in the middle of April is Jim O'Kane from lots of different Movies by Minute projects. Aloha. Welcome back, Jim. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. It's a great way to finish out the week. Uh, snuggled up next to Steve Martin and uh, and John Candy. What a way to go. The question is, where's your hand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, a yeah. it's, it's a great scene. I, I, I get the feeling this was one take. They just seem like it's hard to get this kind of energy of lunging at a bit. Well, let, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the minute in a minute. We'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Yeah. So the minute 30 begins with Dell thinking of a response to Neil's important question from yesterday and ends with Neil once again being horrified. So basically, the, the we got the setup yesterday at the end of that minute where the two of them are snuggling in bed. They're both very comfortable until they actually realize where they are and what they're doing. They're, they're spooning one another in this uh, CD motel and Dell gives Neil a little kiss on the ear and Neil then asks him, why did he do that? And tells him, where's his hand? And then he says, okay, where's your other hand? And today's episode begins with the response of where is that other hand? And he says, between two pillows. And Neil just screams out, those aren't pillows. Uh... And I mean, this is one of the most iconic lines of the movie. There, there are a lot of them. Yeah, but this is one of the most iconic ones for sure. And I, I remember when the the 25 year anniversary DVD came out, they called it the "Those Aren't Pillows" edition, and that's actually edition, that's okay. actually the version that I have of this. So I, I just found it really funny that that they decided to use that phrase because that that's a phrase that anyone who knows movies, if you hear the phrase "Those Aren't Pillows," you're going to think of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um... The thing I have to say about this minute that the what cracks me up, and you don't notice this unless you're, I think you're doing it as a movies by minute, is we get the wide shot in daytime of the whole hotel room, and there are two handprints on the wall on either side of the yes. oil uh, of that oil painting in the middle, and it's like you don't notice it. You're like, oh my gosh, what a what a hotel this was. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Large, I wonder if you go back. I wonder if you go back and if you can find it. You know, in 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 the, in oh, the earlier, evening, yeah. if you can actually see well, it or yeah. not. Well, well, we'll leave that as an exercise for the listeners. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. And then the two of them just start screaming, and they both jump out of bed in complete disgust. Okay, <laughs> and and I love the way that they're like shaking themselves off and trying to 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 get the ickiness off of yeah. them and stuff like that. You know, Neil starts waving his hands ferociously like that's really going to help. <laughs> and then Dell actually wipes his hands on his pants, which again, <laughs> that's not going to help either to for oh. for doing this. And at this point once again, you can see as we mentioned earlier, Dell has two pillows. So that yes. that mysterious pillow has returned. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> and, and then the, the reactions of both of these actors is just unbelievable because you see them start by being completely disgusted and they're going, ew, 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 ew. And then they start, you see that the, their postures change. They, they, you know, like they, they, they make themselves feel as if they're, they're being more macho and they're being more manly 
and stuff like that. And they start doing, yeah. they, they start moving their arms around and they start doing exercises like calisthenics and stuff like that. You know, like saying, oh, I'm, I'm a manly man. This is, I, I was not just snuggling in bed with another man. Yeah. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, asking questions about the, the recent Bears game. Let's talk football. Let's, what did you see on ESPN? That kind of stuff. Exactly. So the, then at that point, they, they go, you, you see the Bears game last week? Yeah. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Bears have got a great team this year. They're going to go all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And now I did a little bit of research on this one because th this is a case where they're talking about a future game okay because this this movie takes place you know thanksgiving week of 1987 and basically when it was filmed earlier in the year i mean we know that it was filmed sometime after may because on the airplane we see that neil is reading a gq article from a may 1987 gq which which features uh kevin costner on it you know, back to the Silverado uh, yeah. connections there. <laughs> <laughs> so it, this was filmed sometime after that, that May GQ issue came out, or at least that part was. So they, they basically had to try to prophesize what was going to happen with the, with the bears, you know, by talking about the fact that, that, Oh, did you see the bears game last week? Oh, it was such a great game. It was nice and thrilling and stuff like that, which, which I, I'm going to divert a little bit. I remember in 1991, so I grew up in Detroit, and the TV show Home Improvement took place yeah. in Detroit. And I believe it was during the first season that there's a point where Tim Allen's character has to go to a dinner in a restaurant, and he doesn't want to go because there's a football game that he wants to go to. And what he ends up doing is he brings a radio with him in order to listen to the football game as it's happening. Now they mention the game. I was actually at that game. Oh wow. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> obviously it was filmed a few months earlier. So they, they knew the schedule and they knew that they were playing the Rams. And so throughout the episode, they're talking about the fact that there's the Alliance game against the Rams. And, you know, he's, he's talking about the play by play throughout this dinner party that he's or the, in the restaurant. And this particular game, there was a player named Mike Utley who was actually paralyzed in that game. Wow. I was I was at that game and I saw I saw this happen. I was all the way up nosebleed section, so I was very curious as to why everything stopped. You know, you you don't really know what's going on at that point because they're so far away. But then a few weeks later, I saw this episode and he's talking about the fact that he wants to go to this game, and it's just really funny that they happened to choose a game where someone predominantly was paralyzed in the game and obviously you know they they couldn't foresee something like this so in this movie they do something very similar because if they filmed the six months earlier and they're talking about the the bears game okay so in mid-november of 1987 the bears actually had to i mean that was apparently there was a a strike strike that year and there was uh, a few weeks where the, the actual Bears didn't play. Most of the teams had replacement players. And then in the middle of October, they actually came back. Hmm. And they had two games in, in November. There was there was a game on Monday Night Football, November 16th, against the Denver Broncos. Okay, so again, the, this right now we're talking, this is Wednesday morning. So we're we're talking that this is the 25th of November. So that's possibly 11 days earlier, you know, for Monday Night Football. And then on the 22nd, which was the previous Sunday, 
there was a game against the Lions. Okay, so, you know, it, it could be that they're referring to either of those games because he said last week. So the irony of it is that the game against the Lions, which took place three years before before this scene takes place, they blew the Lions away and it won 30-10. The game the week before against the Broncos was apparently a nail-biter and they they the the bears lost 29 to 31 wow in the last few seconds of the game okay now it's just amazing that they they make this comment about did you see that that game it was a hell of a game and it, apparently it was this was the first time that the 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 bears it was their first loss in 26 games where where Jim McMahon you know their their top quarterback was the starter and it was the first loss in the regular season for the Bears in that year. And they actually had a huge lead at certain points. And twice they, they lost the lead, which they ended up losing. Oh. Now, I'm not a football fan. It might sound like after I just explained all this that I am a football fan. I am not a football fan at all. I remember the 85 Bears winning. I remember the whole thing with the, the, the what did they do? Super they did the Super Bowl yeah, shuffle. Like, man, that's, that's, that's what I recall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which which I actually just rewatched today, <laughs> just to, to refresh my memory of it. It was pretty funny watching that. And basically, the Bears in '85 and '86 were the were the first team to win more than 14 games back to back in in a season. And so, uh, and then and this in the year before in '86 and in '87, after this this scene takes place, they 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 were knocked out of the first game in the playoffs. So. It was just yeah. pretty interesting, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, the the connection to it. I, me- I remember when, you know, always thinking about the, talking about the Bears, and I always said to myself, oh, I wonder what, what the game was that was, that they were talking about. But ironically, they were actually talking about something that was really a nail-biter. Really, really going on. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it, it is, it, it is fascinating the way the, the both of them are shaking it off. It's like, uh, the, the reactions are very, um, like I, as you were saying, first of all, they're very different. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, but they were both like you. We were talking earlier this week about the the, the skills at improv, and it's definitely okay. This is the situation you want to show that you're family man after jumping out of after you know cuddling in bed together. So whatever whatever uh, comes to mind, and that that's what this 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 has a very improv feel about it, which comes across very well. Yeah, and and then you see Neil walk towards the the bathroom. And then you see Dell look like he's about to retch. Yeah. He like makes a, he just like bends his whole body over. Like he's about to just completely throw up from, from everything that, 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 that happens there. Ah, wow. You know? And then, yeah. And then, uh, then Neil walks into what is probably the best lit bathroom I've ever seen. He has such incredible, even lighting. It's, per, you know, the perfect fill light. And, uh, how he doesn't look down is beyond me on this because it's, it's yeah I don't know that either he's well again he did just wake up so you yeah. got to give him credit for that you know and and who would have thought that something would would go amiss at this point yeah. so he's standing there he turns I like the fact that they they still keep all of the towel rack completely empty yeah <laughs> you know they're, they're they're keeping with the continuity there so you don't have to worry about that one yeah and he turns on the water we hear the water running we hear him we see him put his hands down into the water. You know, he starts splashing water onto his face. He looks in the mirror. I mean, it's great the way that they're just showing us yeah, yeah. Neil. You know, they're, yeah. they're they're setting this up really, really well. Yeah, you don't you don't even know what what horrors he's about to experience, but it's just it feels like oh, okay, he's just waking up, with some water on his face, get 
start the day. Um, and then we exactly, you know, and then and then he he picks up his hands and as he's patting his face down with the the, the water that he splashed on it, he he realizes his hands start to smell a little bit. So he, then he he looks down and we see a very dirty sink with with a with with a pair of uh, at least one socks, pair yeah big of green socks. socks and and the and the, in the there. yeah the, the the sink is filthy and it's surrounded by what we're assuming I guess is Bell's accoutrements and he's got right well it's not we're not assuming because because oh. two weeks ago we actually saw uh, this this scene and we were my guest and I. Actually, it was it was Alan Sanders was my guest two weeks ago, and the oh. two of us dove, dove into all of the different products that are sitting that you can recognize. So yeah, there's and it's nice the fact that that hasn't changed. You know, they, yeah. they still have the continuity of all of those things sitting on 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 the countertop there. Yeah, just everything you don't want to touch. <laughs> exactly, and he is just completely disgusted by this whole thing, and you see he's clenching his 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 teeth and doesn't know what to do. So he reaches over to take a towel. Now you'd think that he would remember that there are no towels. Yeah. And instead he pulls a pair of devil's underwear and starts drying his face with it and realizes quite quickly that the fabric is not what you would think it would be for, for, for a towel. (laughs) Yeah. Those jockeys are a little bit, uh, a little bit thin. Yeah. Um, and now my question is, is when did Dell have time to do this? You know, <laughs> wouldn't Neil have noticed uh, at some point that he went into the bathroom and said, I'm going to go be washing my clothes. I mean, obviously Dell is, is used to this. Dell is, yeah. is, is a traveling salesman. He knows that if he's going to need to clean his underwear and he's clean his socks, he's going to have to do it in this type of way. There's no question about that. Yeah. You'd think that at yeah. some point Neil would have noticed or, paid a little bit of attention to this, to this whole thing. Now, th- these underwear look look relatively dry. It sounds like he pulled them out of the... So w- why would they have just been sitting there? Yeah, are they used underwear? Are they new underwear? It's I don't hard, even want to go there. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that uh, they are a lot more... They are much grayer than the, uh, the undershirt that, uh, that uh, Neil is wearing. Yeah. So it's... You have a feeling that they're a little bit more used over over time, if nothing else. Yeah. They're a little bit. They've seen a lot of a lot of miles on on those. No question about that. And as the minute is ending, we hear Dell scream out from the other room, "Hey, Neil!" <laughs> and people are going to have to come back on Monday to find out actually what he says there. It's a mystery for the weekend. Mystery for the weekend. <laughs> yes. So, do you have anything else for 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 this minute? No, it's great. I wish. I mean, I. I just. It, it's funny. I've. I've redone my bathrooms uh, here. We're. We're updating. I'm trying to drive the '70s out of our house. We have these large. We have these large globes that were hanging from the ceiling, and uh, we put in can lights uh, in the in the ceiling of our bathroom. And I. I look so much better in the morning now that I have these. And, and I saw when I saw Steve Martin, I thought he's got can lights in this place because I. <laughs> I. I can identify with really nice fill lighting in a bathroom when you're you know, <laughs> combing your hair. Um, but that, that was my, that was my takeaway for this particular minute. Okay. That, that, that's fair. So the, there are a few slight discrepancies in the script from what they actually filmed. So when Neil asks, where's your other hand? So Dell's response is, I'm not sure. <laughs> so Neil then says to him, find it, Dell. And then it says, Dell thinks another beat. His hand emerges from under Neil's pillow. Okay. And then, so, you know. 
Yes. His hand was under his pillow. It wasn't between two pillows, as they mentioned. And then the two of them decide that they're going to count to three before they jump out of bed. You know, they're 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 just going to basically close their eyes and jump out of bed. You know, and then they have them counting <laughs> off to three. And then it says Dell and Neil burst out of the bed, screaming and shivering with revulsion. And then we get to the point where Neil is in the in the bathroom with dealing with the the socks in the sink. And then we get to see Dell sitting on the edge of the bed, clipping his toenails, watching cartoons on TV. Uh. <laughs> which, which I'm glad they cut out because we want to still believe that Dell is just as revulsed about everything that just happens here. Yeah, yeah. Oof. And then we have the, the 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 whole part with the the underwear that they 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 continue with here about the fact that he 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 realizes the fabric is not the same fabric that one normally uses on bath towels. <laughs> So, Yikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Yeah. How, how much? How much popcorn did they sell during this movie? Because right? I just I don't think you want to eat after some of the stuff. <laughs> if you're if you're sipping on a coke and you're watching that that, that sock filled sink, it just kind of mm, you know, your appetite goes right out the window. I can definitely understand that. <laughs> All right. Well, every Friday we have a segment we call Weekend Candy, where my guest gets to to tell us their top five. Movies by John Candy. Oh, sure. Okay, well, I, I, I unfortunately, John Candy left us too early because I would love to have seen him in a bunch more films, as we all would have. He, I, I think, uh, I think there are a lot really of people a, in, that, in that boat with you. <laughs> yeah, there's a, he was a talent tornado. I just, it, he took up the screen and did it perfectly. Everything, you know, you, when he was on screen, you focused on what he was doing because he was just amazing in his comedic skills. Um, my, my top five, we'll count down from five, my fifth uh, favorite uh, John Candy film was one that he only did the voice from. He uh, he was in the uh, the Ralph Bakshi movie Heavy Metal. He did the uh, the voice of the character named Ben, who was this kind of asthmatic twelve year old boy who gets thrown into another universe and he he wakes up in like a Conan the Barbarian kind of world and he's this big muscular bald guy who looks like you know just just ready for a fight. But it's John Candy's voice coming out of this big, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, wow. type guy, <laughs> and it's and he's just I I think I'm gonna play it tough on here, and he, he starts he he starts picking on these aliens and stuff and breaking chains and busting heads and stuff. Um, if you get to see heavy metal, I've actually you know, never seen it, so you, the, I will the, now add that to to my watch list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 short story in the middle called Den. He is perfect in that and just very enjoyable one uh number four uh i I don't think this is an uncommon one i enjoyed him as ox in the movie Mm -hmm. uh stripes great uh harold ramus film he does the um vincent d'orfino uh type uh character in in the in the army instead of the marines but he uh he does such a great job being the character that he needed to be i enjoy the um the mud, the the mud wrestling, and uh, he just seemed like you you were there to be part of his enjoyment of of the movie. Uh, so that that's a that's a great film, good uh, uplifting uplifting bit of acting on on the part of John Candy. Um, number three, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, the uh, impossible to forget uh, job as uh, Lasky, <laughs> the the guard at Wally World. Moose should have told you that front park closed. Uh, it's you know he's only the end of the movie, but he takes. I I remember him more than I remember the wow. Chevy Chase roles. Um, he just he's he's such a perfect button on that film. He really he's got the he's got the job for there. Um, number two is uh, of course uh, Blues Brothers. He plays Burton Mercer, the uh, 
the detective that's with the uh, Illinois State Troopers, and uh, just uh, there's so many quotable scenes from him uh, getting after the after the car chase and having him in a, in a crushed uh, trooper car, and he's uh, holding onto the microphone saying, "Hey, we're in a truck," you know, and uh, or when he's at the uh, when he's at the Blues Brothers concert asking all the other officers if they'd like an orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. It's perfect. Um, I'm sure if other people have been asked this, uh, I can't be the only one who, who enjoys this as, as their favorite John Candy movie. But one of his greatest roles was a bit of a comedy, but it was mostly a drama. And uh, it was only The Lonely. I love that uh, movie. Mara and Ali Sheedy. That movie is so, it, yeah. it's so heartfelt. It's such a, in terms of a romantic comedy, it's, it's, it's very endearing. Um, I am, I am Irish, and I've I've had Irish mothers and grandmothers who were just if you were a, if if you did something wrong, the uh, the scorn that would fall on you because of all the things you were worrying about happening to your mom. I could identify so much with John Candy. Well, I'm not I'm not Irish. There. I'm Jewish, but um, I still have the same issues. <laughs> same, yeah, same, same. Yes, I, I grew up in a, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood in New Jersey, and I know we all had the same we all That's had the right. same type of parents. Um, but it's just you feel. It's not guilt. It's just this constant oppressive feeling that you're failing. You are you are a failure in life if you haven't if you haven't made your mom happy. You have failed. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I I envy people who haven't seen Only the Lonely because if they do see it, they're really in for a treat. It's such a it's such a beautiful, wonderful, romantic film. Um, I I can't imagine not enjoying this movie, and it is really I mean for the for the limited filmography that we have of John Candy, it probably is his greatest acting role. So uh, strong strong recommendations here. All right, and every day we also have our segment off the beaten track. So Jim will now give us one more adventure or misadventure that he has had over his lifetime that to tell us about. Okay, this is a this is a movie. This is a a, a movie scene that uh, influenced me when I was when I was a little kid, and something I was able to fulfill when I was an adult. Uh, when I was a little kid, I, one of my favorite movies was Mary Poppins. I loved Mary Poppins. I loved everything about it. I loved the music. I loved the acting. Uh, even Dick Van Dyke's bad uh, Cockney accent was fine. It just it was such a beautiful film, and it really gave me a love for London. I'd been to London a couple of times, I, I, but I never saw the London that was in Mary Poppins. I, I later went to work for a, a British aircraft company. I would, I would work in the UK, and um, I, was, I, I was there by myself. I had nothing to do. I worked there for about six weeks and uh, at a stretch for different, over different years, and uh, I'd have nothing to do. I'd go out by myself, and I thought I always wanted to see what – the rooftops of London would look like because I saw, you know, Step in Time and uh, Chim Chimery. They'd be singing all these different songs. So I was in the Whitechapel section of London and I found uh, a block of flats, an apartment complex, where there was a stairway that was open. The door was open. And I went, I went up the stairway and I found a door that would open up to the roof. And this was, I mean, I could have been arrested. I could have, you know, I could have gotten in trouble, international problems. But uh, I was up at this. I opened the I opened the door to the to the roof, and I stepped out on this roof in the in the Whitechapel section of of London, and I looked around, and I could see St Paul's Cathedral and uh, the Jewel Tower where Big Ben is, and uh, you know looked down on the uh, toward the Thames and Canter, I, yeah, the Cannery Wharfs and things, and I thought, wow, the rooftops of London, cool, what a sight! Just like 
the Sherman brothers wrote. And it was, I was by myself. I was in my twenties and I, it was, it was just one of those things that I didn't have anybody to share this with because it's all by myself, but it was like being in a Mary Poppins wow. film. And it, I, that was, that was, you know, more than a lifetime ago, but I, uh, I still, I still think about that night on the rooftop of London, and you know, thinking. But there weren't any, uh, there weren't apparent dancing chimney sweeps. But it, it was okay. It was and little, you didn't, you didn't try going into that, one of the chimneys, moment. did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it was, it was. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was terribly convinced I was going to be arrested, and Interpol would be involved, and there I'd be an international, you know, criminal. But uh, apparently, nobody cared. Apparently. So then I got just yeah, another so one of those I, stupid I, Americans I thinking they're Mary Poppins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it was it was fine by me. That was that. Wow, I had a good this time. is a great great story. Thank you very much for that. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yes, uh, all of my works are available at jimokane.com. J i m o k a n e. Uh, dot com and uh, you can find all the previous podcasts I've done things like uh, the airport minute and Apollo 13 minute and uh, oh gosh Rocketeer minute and Die Hard and all these other ones and uh, including the current one that we're working on uh, with uh, you'll be in it as well and the uh, uh, the the months from now months minutes, from now <laughs> months from but it's it comes up fast and it'll be out there forever so. Um, but all the all the um, movies by minutes, or as many as I could get, the movies by minutes hosts have come out, and we're each doing a week of the 1985 uh, Western uh, Silverado, uh, one minute of screen time per episode. Everybody gets five minutes at a credit, and you get all different kinds of viewpoints. Think of it as a, a Whitman sampler, and it's it's there. It's it's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they have the poo poo platter. This is the poo poo platter of um, <laughs> of, of movies by minutes hosts. Poo poo platter. Go, Poo-poo platter. They're perfect. You know, just a nice uh, appetizer, as it were. Try, try a week of somebody's uh, shows, and you can find out if you like how they're how they're reviewing Silverado. Maybe you'd like their uh, their movies by minutes uh, uh, show. By the way, uh, I, I I usually promote this on Fridays anyway, but uh, Movies by Minutes is a group of dozens of great uh, uh, hosts that uh, that. Uh, talk about movies. Wait, we all we all talk way too much about movies, but apparently there's a lot of people that like apparently. listening way too much about movies. So <laughs> it all even it all evens out. So if you want to listen to, we have at the time we're recording this over 200 different movies by minutes uh, shows out there. Find it at moviesbyminutes.com. You will not be disappointed. Chances are your favorite movies out there. And if it's not, now's your chance to start your own show. I um, did it. I did it. Rob did it. I did it twice. Yeah. You, uh, so. Yeah, see, and you know, it's it's like it's like eating salted peanuts. You just got to go back for more. So, if you want to try it out, go look and see if your movie's not out there. Make make your own show. We'd be we'd happy to have you as part of the movies by minute uh, ever expanding uh, team of of people that talk too much about movies. But we're happy happy to have you. Moviesbyminutes.com. Right, excellent. And to find me, just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find my website, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. Jim, I want to once again thank you very much for, for taking the time to to be a part of this this week. Even though this isn't one of your favorite movies, you still did, did a stellar job here. So I appreciate that. I I, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it, and like as we said earlier in the week, it, sometimes it's better if you're if it's not your favorite movie because you can take a step back and think, well, what is it that, about this movie I didn't like, and why didn't I like that part? So we had a, had a great conversations here, and uh, hopefully having that more in true. the future. All right, well, everyone have a great weekend, and until Monday, you're fine. Yeah, basically you're fine. <laughs>